Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Josh Lebs. I totally don't want to lose any more of our listeners at this point, Josh, because they may be wondering why it's relevant for them. Right. Those who are still in school right now, or maybe those who've just graduated at this stage of their student life or their professional life to listen to a story, to listen to an interview of a former journalist, and I know you still do journalism, who is today an expert on gender equality in the workplace. And I totally get that because honestly, at their age, I wasn't thinking about what it was going to be like to be a mother at age 22 or 23. And I certainly wasn't thinking about what it would be like to balance motherhood and work life. And I wish someone had spoken to me about this at that point, about what it's like to juggle both. What about you? Was this something you were thinking about? Um, No, not at that age. You know, I'll tell you listening to two things right now. One, you can create your entire career, which you and I will talk about. And it's a whole different way to approach a career. And that's what I'm doing now, something I created. But also, in terms of gender equality, I say this in my speeches that when I was in college, the way all of us spoke about our futures, it was on an assumption that we would be able to have careers and families. And now is the time for you to learn that the workplace has not updated the way the society has. Workplaces will still push you, if you're female, to do the caregiving, will push you, if you're male, to not do the caregiving. And going to work for a place in which that's changing will benefit you. So you want to have your eyes open well before you ever have kids or anyone that you need to take care of. And I will share some tips with you during this conversation about how to spot a place that will make sure that you can have those options in your future. And I speak at tons of colleges and grad schools all the time. So I know this is important information for uh, your cohort. Awesome. So before we get into how you became a gender rights activist and a leading voice for modern dads at work, let's flashback, Josh. Josh Lebs, this is your life. You went to Yale University where you majored in comparative literature, in comp lit. 
Did you know what you were going to do with that major when you graduated way back in 1994? I, so you had to choose a major in college. I had a feeling back then that I would never need that major for anything. And among the students, I was kind of known for being the lit major who never read the books. I just didn't have time. I was doing journalism. I was doing all these projects. I was so involved in things. I chose Complit because it was the only way to take multiple classes taught in different languages. So at the time, I spoke Spanish and Italian. I was learning some Hebrew. I wanted to take classes that were taught in different languages. And by doing that, quote unquote, comparative literature, where you're studying literature in different languages, I could sit there in class and converse in those languages. So that's why I did it. I had a feeling the languages would be helpful eventually. But no, my only focus really was to uh, get the best experiences that I could in college, whether it was through classes or outside of classes, and then to take those experiences with me. But did you know at all Hmm. what career you might want to pursue? Yes, I knew in my head that I was going to pursue broadcasting. I didn't tell anyone. And at Yale, there was no TV station. There were some newspapers and stuff. I did some magazines and writing. I knew I wanted to do broadcasting. And so I knew that learning to be a good communicator in general would be really important. So languages helped because they got me thinking about communication. I spent part of my summer, one summer at Gallaudet University in Washington, learning basic sign language because I wanted to learn a whole different way to communicate. So I knew in my head that the more I learned about communications, the more I'd be able to apply those skills to broadcasting. But there were no broadcasting classes at Yale. didn't exist. So I was just like, let's keep the skills and I'll find a way to use these later on. Beautiful. So you mentioned all the other things that you were involved in. Could you share what they were, the extracurriculars, maybe internships, part-time or full-time jobs, whatever it was that you were involved in as an undergrad? And do you think in hindsight, any of them actually helped prepare you for the working world? And if so, how? Sure. So some of them did. I mean, I was doing uh, writing for a bunch of magazines there, which meant I would also conduct interviews, sometimes with famous people who would come to campus to give speeches. So there was that. Yale happens to be a very drama-based school. You know, there's tons of actors there. It's, it's where like all these professional actors who are child actors are also going to school and taking the train between New York and New Haven every day. So since there's so much drama there, I did take part in something called children's theater, where we would go off into the community and help kids learn to communicate through theater. And so I learned those skills as well. And then I wrote the book for a musical. And because there's all these talented people at Yale, I had all these people write the music some of whom are now off like writing the music for the most successful movies and TV shows and Broadway shows in America. Wow. So, you know, I was spoiled with the talent that I was around. So I wrote a children's musical. I wrote the book. And then, so I had that experience and then we brought it, we performed it and then we brought it into the community. And what so was it, called? Had, uh, it was called Inside Out. And it was barely tangentially representative of environmental issues, but not in a clobber or you're over the head kind of way. It was about using the imagination and unlocking the imagination. And I was able to see what it's like to create and have an idea and then bring it all the way to fruition. So we went from, you know, this concept in my head to a musical that was being performed that spring and going to the community to I got a call from the children's something at the Kennedy Center asking about possibility. So I was able to see what it's like to go from zero to 100 and put in all that work. 
and also deal with egos because when you're dealing with actors, you're dealing with, I was directing. So there was a lot that I learned from that. And really, you know, the more and more that I work in different types of companies these days, the more I see that your ability to communicate with people on terms that work best for them will benefit you in any career. So everything it took to get the writers for the music, to organize bring into the community, to get the physical space, to direct, to get the musicians, everything it took to make that happen, I still apply to this day. So in that sense, those interpersonal skills, those are crucial. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.